Hello, this is Mike Benson, and we are about to start a brand new wrestling podcast called Conflicting Views, Yes. and here joining me is my partner. I am Mike Gregorio. And we have a live breaking announcement as we speak right now. Yes, coming straight from uh, WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut from uh, JBL. I'm in Connecticut in the middle of a historic blizzard. I am the only one outdoors right now. I have climbed to the top of WWE World Headquarters with a cameraman and a Sherpa. There have been woolly mammoths found frozen and fossilized in the tundra of Siberia that died warmer than me right now. Yeah, so how are you enjoying the snow right now, Mike? Um, just chilling. Uh, they really didn't want this snow coming in today, but hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, did, uh, have you done any shoveling at all? Uh, probably about in two hours, we're gonna, I think we're going to tackle that uh, daunting task. Yeah, really. I, I woke up around like, it was like almost one o'clock, <laughs> and my, my mom yep. and my dad already did the bulk of it, so hopefully it uh, slows down a little bit. We hoping, we hoping. All right, so uh, Mike had a little, you had a little... Uh, game plan for introdu- introdu- introducing ourselves. You know, this is going to be a shorter podcast than we plan to with weekly Raw and SmackDown and some other fun stuff, but today right. it's kind of to introduce everyone to us and what we want to do. So, Mike, what are we doing to do that? Uh, so, the the name of the podcast we decided would be Conflicting Views. I, I love the WWE. I've always loved the WWE since uh, 2003, and just Same. overall... Uh, me and Mike have a little bit of conflicting views about the product. I, I, I won't say that the product's perfect and that everything that they do I love. <laughs> no, However, I try to look into the positives and you know just try. I try to enjoy everything that they're putting out. When Mike, on the other hand, if you'd like to describe, I call myself a realist. I call myself a smart mark, and I usually look at it half full because of the recent years. There's been so many times I've been let down, especially when they've had so much promise going forward and really getting you hyped and just the buildup was squandered by a terrible finish. I hate how they book and some superstars. I hate how some matches turn out. So as much as I do love it, I think just because of how long I loved it, it's forced me to become... Uh, such a negative person when it comes to it but yeah I started you know I my dad watched it when I was growing up and when he was a kid with his brother my uncle and uh, when I was about you know five or six I you know my dad would call me out to come watch guys like The Rock and Kane and Undertaker and I always liked those guys but you know I was young and you know you know obviously we are bedtimes and this is before DVRs so wasn't always able to watch all of it and then around 2003 um, I was given the uh, Legends of Wrestling video game and that's how I kind of got brought back into the 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 sport and uh, I loved that game because Hulk Hogan was awesome and he was like the best character in it and then you know, I started watching actually Raw and Smackdown again and that's how uh, I really started becoming a huge wrestling fan yeah, I my story's a little bit different. I actually, <clears throat> I, I said that I've always been into wrestling, but when I was a little kid, uh, a lot of my friends were into WWE. This is when I was like, you know, not even into ten years old yet, and I never, I just, I never really, you know, I never really enjoyed it. But then one day, I I was flipping through the channels when I first moved to Connecticut, and I saw this guy uh, who we know now as John Cena, and he was. <laughs> 
he was dressed as uh, the Doctor Thugonomics, and he he was uh, he was rapping, and I was like, wow, this is really this is really cool, because as a as a kid, I was really into Eminem at at the age that I started watching wrestling and was listening to Eminem. I probably shouldn't have been listening to Eminem, but but uh, yeah, so I, I really gravitated toward John Cena. So every week on uh, I don't remember if it was Thursdays or Friday, whatever whenever SmackDown was on in 2003, I would always tune in that night to to watch John Cena. And obviously, he wouldn't be on at a specific time. He'd be on at different times, and I would have to watch the whole product just to find him. So eventually. I, I just really started following all the other storylines, and I really fell in love with the product. And, and yeah, here we are today. And I still think, you know, it's a little preview of one of the kind of like introductions we're going to do to ourselves, but that was such a good time when we, you know, around, you know, 2003. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it was the Ruthless Aggression era and coming out of the Attitude era, and they just had, I think, some of the best overall uh you know, wrestlers, you know, WWE superstars who could both talk on the mic and wrestle in the ring. And uh, that's what kept me into it weekly and why I'm still into it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you want to, did you, do you have a favorite uh, year of wrestling in the WWE? Yeah, and I'd probably, you know, good segue kind of, that's probably still my favorite uh, year in wrestling just because you had the combination of, uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar as you know the WWE champion, the matches they've ha- they had at WrestleMania 19, uh, the SummerSlam Vengeance, and just you know I'll just you know they were both on SmackDown. You also had you know like you mentioned John Cena, you had Rey Mysterio when he was a very popular mm-hmm. uh, wrestler before he got into the world title picture, um, before Cruiserweights were separated and treated like a whole different brand. Yeah. Uh, you also had guys like you know. Chris Benoit, Rhino, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had, um, you know, Michael Cole and Taz, I thought were great on ring uh, commentary. Uh, and then going over to Raw, you had uh, Triple H and Evolution, you know, really the jumping turn, you know, jumping uh, points for Batista and Orton. Uh, you also had, you know, Shawn Michaels and him, you know. I think, you know, they also had in that year two great rivalries going on with both programs with. Michaels and Triple H and uh, Lesnar and Angle um, and I just thought you know both women uh, brands had great stuff going on Raw was more of the um, woman who could wrestle and you had Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, Victoria uh, Jazz, Jacqueline all could wrestle upon really good matches looking back at them uh, and Smackdown they you know that's when they really started to go with you know showing these beautiful women and all the different, you know, matches they had with the evening gown matches, lingerie, you know, bikini, all that kind of stuff. You yeah, know. for kids our um, age, that was a dream. Exactly, <laughs> and it was, you know, a good balance. Uh, right now, it's almost like they could benefit from, you know, either combining the women and have, you know, some, you know, they'd never do that, especially, uh, you know, with the movement they've had. Yeah, but no, it's almost not in the like, era. Um, no. But yes, and I just thought everything they had two solid tag team champions. You had guys like um, Kane and RVD as your tag team champions at one point. You had uh, Team Angle as your tag team champions, who then become you know the world's greatest tag team yeah. uh, with Benjamin and Haas. Um, you had just so much great stuff going on. 
that once again WrestleMania 19 was a pretty stacked card. You know, you had the back end of Hulk Hogan going into, you know, a, but looking at it now was so cheesy and stupid. But the Mister America gimmick, but that brought us <laughs> the return of Roddy Roddy Piper, and yeah. uh, I just thought it was a good time to be a wrestling fan. Um, how about you for your favorite year? Um, so I mean, I I can't really agree with 2003 because, like I said, I got into wrestling a little later in the year. But um, I think I'm gonna have to go with 2005. I I just love the way that the year started with the Rumble. How I mean. John Cena and Batista were the last two and that like catapulted them into WrestleMania 21 and they became the stars of the WWE the new like you know the face of Raw and Smackdown and uh there was just so many good feuds that year Angle and uh Michaels and Eddie Guerrero's here uh heel turn on Rey Mysterio it was just I there was just so many highlights I can't I can't even name them all there was it was just one of my favorite years of wrestling and the, it's it's my favorite year of wrestling I actually What's it called? I, I got to say last year was really good, too. 2016, when, when AJ debuted and he won the title, and there was there was just so many great returns and so many awesome moments last year. True. I'll agree but not, But not my favorite. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and, yeah, just going back for me, you know, you know, I mentioned Taz and Cole. You also had, the, you know, arguably the best, JR and King. You could also put them right up with McMahon and Ventura. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, and then just, and even looking at the GMs, you had Eric Bischoff on Raw, who, you know, was just as good as he was on WCW at the NWO. You know, you don't really see like GMs booked well. You know, and they were booked even after uh, Eric Bischoff. And then on SmackDown, you had uh, Stephanie, who before she, you know, she was finally grew into her own. She wasn't, you know, known as Vince's daughter or Triple H's girlfriend wife. She was. You could believe her as a you know take her seriously as an authority figure, yep. and I love the contrast between her and Bischoff. Um, and I love how you had one being a heel and one being a face. And right now it's just it looks so cheesy and forced. When back then, you know they were both very credible. And even uh, guys to come after you had um, you had Heyman and Teddy Long on SmackDown Raw. You know, kind of had Vince serve as an authority figure on and off, and they had they had a few bumps in the road with the GM, but yeah, back in two thousand three, it was just, and you know, um, Brock won the Royal Rumble, and that mm -hmm. was the big turning point for him. Um, that set up that great run, and even you know the Big Show. Maybe I was younger, but I was you know I I did like the Big Show because at the time he was in shape where he could wrestle, yeah. And he always found himself in the title picture. Him and Brock had a great feud because mm -hmm. um, Big Show's build up you know to that feud what really got Brock. Usually you don't really see the champ, you know. But I, I actually I take that back. What I was gonna say, uh, where the champ kind of challenges someone, but you had Big Show who was taking out guys. Uh, that he wrote down on the stretcher, you know, started with this match at Rey Mysterio yeah, yeah. and he swung him and he was writing names uh, and then eventually, you know, Brock stood up and that set up a good feud. They had that stretcher match at Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. One of my, you know, favorite pay-per-views, the 03 Judgment Day. Um, and and then you also had, you know, Kevin Nash coming back and before he became the walking joke of his quad or Achilles and everything, <laughs> his, uh, you know, him and Triple H had, you know, nothing... I think just because of the click in their history helped uh, add fuel to it. Um, 
so they had a few good pay-per-view matches. You had the IC title brought back after about a year. They you know just you know stopped having the IC champ, and then it came back at that pay-per-view. And you had the battle royal with former IC, uh, IC winners, except for Booker T. And this was also you know a big year for Booker T as a singles competitor. He wasn't you know kind of the joke with Gold Dust. You know he right, was right. in the IC title picture, and um, the WrestleMania prior, you know. WrestleMania 19, uh, am I getting this right? Yeah, WrestleMania 19 that year also. Um, uh, he was in that feud with Triple H, you know, for the title. Was that 02 or 03, WrestleMania 19? That was, um, I believe that was 03. Because 2004, yeah, 2004 was 20, so, yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, so yeah, there's just so much going on. And I may have blended O three and O two and O four some things <laughs> in this. So those are definitely my three favorite years. <laughs> but uh I just loved how the direction was going um in O three. Um yeah, you had Jericho who was awesome. He was always mm-hmm. in the title, whether it be the tag team or the world championship or IC. It seemed like he was always involved, uh in one of those title pictures, um, you know, you still had Christian on Raw, who was great. You had um, just so much good talent in the ring and on the mic again. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then we have another uh, little icebreaker. What's the uh, next question we got? Uh, so, let's go with uh, five favorite current wrestlers in WWE right now. From are these? In a specific order now? Or uh, let's go. We... You, you got five? Yeah. All right. So let's go from five to one. So, okay. I don't I don't know how you did yours. I. So just to. Just to say with one of my top five, I. Chris Jericho would be in this, but I, I would consider him an all time great. So I don't know if you, if you added somebody like that in there, like a legend into a current wrestler. I don't know what you did. I did not. I like. I had. I. I did. I added Jericho or someone like Jericho who's still wrestling into like all time. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Scary. All right. So, so with number five for me, I have uh, Rusev. And. And. What's up? And I was gonna say, you know, uh, elaborate. Yeah. So, I mean, Rusev. I. I think he's such an awesome talent. I think he's so. He's so talented. He. I mean, with Lana on his side and just he's he's an incredible performer he's actually really funny on the mic he's very good on the mic as well and uh it's just it's it's really sad to see that he hasn't been able to show his true potential in the wwe so far he was doing so great right before wrestlemania 31 he was completely undefeated and then the whole cena thing happened with that feud and then uh kind of dwindled out and he hasn't done anything really noteworthy since with the the friggin legion uh, not legion of doom what the hell (laughs) uh the uh, league of nations and you know the the whole split from Lana with the Ziggler thing. It's just I don't know. Yeah. I, I have a soft so- spot for Rusev, and I think that uh, you know I'm hoping one day he's gonna get into the main title picture. And yeah, I just I I'm a big fan. Uh, my number five is Bray Wyatt, and why he's okay. you know the, the last you know the lowest one is just and it's not his fault. It's how they booked him, you know, or mm-hmm. inconsistent booking with him. When the Wyatts came, you know, and finally debuted. On the main roster, first I'd ever saw, seen them because I wasn't really into NXT or I wasn't really watching it, and just there's creepy, and it still pulled off like the modern day Undertaker kind of thing, with just a creepy, you know, kind of uh, supernatural 
kind of element to it where it seems now they don't really do it well anymore yeah um, no. but i and you know for me it's you know ring work and mic work and he obviously can work the mic still can always has been and you know i love the finisher it's a strap again and for a bigger guy he you know like rusev um obviously braids a little more out, you know out of shape in a way yeah yeah <laughs> compared to rusev but he still moves around the ring pretty well he adds character and i love just you know the comic book character aspect that's some reason why i was always you know attracted to wrestling because guys from when i started you know seemed like characters out of a comic book kane mm-hmm. undertaker and now you have bray wyatt who's a character and he's you know very good on the mic once again moves around well in the ring uh, and he's had some great feuds but the thing they've done with him is like his feuds just go on and on and on and he's always seems like to be on the losing end or if it's a series of three it's always like he ends up on the losing end but you know he's had great rivalries with reigns with Ian ambrose um john cena and you know you can you know the list goes on and on uh you know taken away the outcomes of those rivalries he's been matched up against the top wrestlers at the time and he's performed well uh but just because he's been inconsistently booked that's why he's number five for me all right nice i so number four i've got uh samoa joe actually so i can't i can't really you know say that he's done much in wwe so far i mean he won the nxt title twice and he was incredible in nxt and so far in uh WWE, I guess they're going to go with the storyline with him and Owens and Triple H, and I think he's got a lot of promise for uh, the future, but what really sticks out to me with Joe is um, his TNA run. Like, I, I, I still remember watching live uh, Kurt Angle debut, and he headbutted <laughs> Samoa Joe, and they just had so many good matches, and Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels. He's just, for such a big guy, like we were saying with, uh, what's it called, Rusev and and Wyatt, I mean, the dude moves around like a freaking cruiserweight most of the time, and it's, uh, yeah, he just really stands out to me. He's he's so, he's such a good heel. He's so evil. He uh, He's awesome on the mic. There's really, I, I can't really see any flaws in him. So that's that's my number four. Uh, my number four, I'm going with Dean Ambrose. Uh, yeah. um, and he's been another guy that's came up, you know, Shield and Wyatt's came up, you know, very similar times, you know, uh, and, um, from the get-go, you know, obviously Shield had a great thing going, and him being the leader won the U.S. title. Um, and ever since then, he really hasn't looked back. You know, to breaking up the Shield, he's done well, and just like Bray, he's been put up against you know some of the top guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, him and uh, Seth. You know, right after the Shield breakup, you know, then him and Roman had a little thing when they were partners, but also competing. Um, you know to get into the title picture uh then he's you know like i said with bray you know him and bray had like a new match every week and it got old and repetitive but at first bray and dean was great you had dean and um jericho and he's also since you know throughout since he's been here along with the u.s title he's been a multiple ic champion and obviously a multiple um time wwe champion Mm -hmm. so um he's been you know booked a little bit better than Bray. Once again, sometimes he get, doesn't get put into the best of feuds, or sometimes the feuds run a little too long. But he adds, you know, once again, great on the mic as well in the ring. He was a little unorthodox in the ring compared to someone, you know, like, a, you know, uh, trying to think off the top of my head, someone like an AJ Styles, who, you know, a pure great ring wrestler, mm-hmm. but 
Dean can work well in the ring. He's not a man of like holds, but the moves he can do, he can fly uh, off the top rope. Uh, he had delivered some very impactful moves. He's kind of made the DD, the you know his version of the DDT, with the double armed one with the dirty deeds, and uh, he holds himself well against some of those guys who are more pure wrestlers. And you know sometimes now now more days you know comedy is just so cheap and cheesy and forced where it's not that funny. Dean's always found a way, you know, to just always make me laugh. I've never been like, oh, that's stupid, that's too cheesy. Uh, going back to the storm uh, that we took that clip from, the segments where he's just walking around headquarters, and uh, I just thought all that stuff was great. So, Dean's my number four. All right. Uh, for me, number three has got to be uh, Kevin Owens. So, I mean what's to say about the guy he's 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 like the perfect blend of of any type of character he could go from being in a in a program with jericho and could be the funniest guy alive and then next second he turns on him and he's the most terrible and like vicious heel you've ever seen uh he's he's awesome on the mic he held his own in his wwe debut against john cena he is awesome in the ring for yet again another big guy (laughs) he uh he moves around like He's 150 pounds. He uh, overall, I mean, he he wasn't booked very well with his uh, Universal Championship title run, but uh, he he was he's just I I just love him. <laughs> he uh, yeah. his run in ROH and in the, on the Indies and stuff as Kevin Steen, he was awesome as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me wishes he wasn't in WWE so he can really you know hmm. be less of a PG person, but uh, yeah, he's. I, I just love everything that that man does. Anytime he's on TV, I'm, I'm always watching. I have a feeling our top three are going to be the same, maybe in different orders. Um, I can't wait to hear your reaction. But my number three is Seth Rollins. Okay. Um, and, you know, I try not to take too much of potential thunder from you. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, once again, coming off the shield, he's one of the most well-known heel turns in the last, you know, five years if not the best and he's we've seen him booked well as both a heel and as face obviously shield had both a heel and face run uh, and then you know he was face you know uh, he was heel obviously causing the breakup of the shield uh the laugh kind of bothered me his cheesy <laughs> laugh as a heel um but yeah other than you know that i was that tiny little quibble he's you know worked well in heel factions whether it be the shield or the authority Mm -hmm. uh and we've seen now how well he can be a face and still bring that like heel like intensity but obviously being the good guy right now against triple h or joe or whoever um you know just amazing in the ring um and despite the the laugh, annoying laugh, he can cut a really good promo, mm-hmm. and we've seen that multiple times. So Seth's my number three. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, Seth Rollins takes number two for me. R- I know, I right? We have the same number one done, I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, uh, Seth Rollins. I when he was in the Shield, he was the the guy that I noticed the least. Like I was really into Dean Ambrose. I was really into Roman Reigns at the time, and. Uh, yeah, Seth was just like like a he wasn't I didn't really think of him as like, you know, as like the the leader or or anything really. He was just another member of the Shield. But as as the Shield was ready to break up and towards the end of it where uh they had that feud with the Wyatts, it was he just really 
like picked his game up, I guess. I don't I mean he may have mm-hmm. had his game picked up the whole time. I just never noticed him really. But uh yeah, he he really caught my eye in that feud and just continued to progress and then with the heel turn, I was even more excited and he really like you said, he he can really hold his own on the mic and uh even though he's obviously a better wrestler, he he can work that mic. Uh uh yeah, number 2 is Seth Rollins. And for me, my number two is Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin Owens. And it. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I just thought, you know, I actually, what got me into watching the NXT was, you know, also kind of quick backstory for those who don't know. Mike and I we met at Southern Connecticut State University, and we did a wrestling podcast or right. radio show for the campus radio station um we did that for about a year and change and then when i went through really bad times uh last year we kind of veered into other topics but um uh, we had a co-host uh <laughs> our good friend nate tracy and he'd always talk about uh ring of honor stuff lucha underground and all the other non-wwe minus tna uh, properties and uh he always mentioned you know nxt a lot even though they are still wwe um and he told me about like Sami Zayn and Neville and some of the tag teams they had going on with the Wyatts um, and the Ascension. So I, he told me about their uh, pay, their pay per view uh, with Zayn going for the title against Neville, and I watched that, and that was like the first time I really watched NXT and got into it. And uh, the ending was great because you know they were shown promos for this Kevin Owens guy his backstory and his attitude and I couldn't wait to see him and we had known that he was a longtime friend with Sami Zayn mm-hmm. so when he came out to celebrate and then that huge powerbomb you know turn you know onto Zayn on the apron I thought that was great and ever since then I've been invested in Kevin Owens great on the mic great heel it's you know it's you know once again I emphasize that because maybe it's the actor you know former actor in me but it's just it's, it's not an easy thing to do uh, to talk, you know, and to act and not be yourself and Owens just portrays a heel so well, I think he's, you know one of the best heels, you know, you can make I think, you know, he can make some people's top ten heels of all time, uh, I think he's been that good, and he's one of the guys that I hope never turns face there's few guys, and you don't really see that that much anymore, um but I just love how he works the mic, and obviously, you know, going to his in-ring skills, you know, similar to Bray, uh, Owens can do things that guys that with his appearance should not be able to do. Off the top rope, you know, frog splashes, um, to take some of the hits he takes, you know, the mm-hmm. pop-up power bomb, surprisingly, to my knowledge, hasn't been used, you know, as a finisher, let alone really ever, maybe once or twice, you know, randomly throughout you know wwe's history but so he's you know an original in a way kind of finisher which you don't see a lot anymore um and he's been obviously the nxt champion he was the uh uh intercontinental champion and now you know we just saw you know arguably forgettable run as universal champion even though he went up against uh you know um Roman Reigns is one of the top guys, and he also went up against um, uh, Seth Rollins. So he's held his own against two of the, I have to say, Roman's one of the top guys right now. Uh, And I just can't wait to see where he goes. But yeah, with his mic work and uh, wrestling moves, he's my number two. Nice. 
So number one for me, I guess. I guess we're the same. It's uh, AJ Styles. And you, you've got him as number one too. Yep. All right. Uh, so AJ Styles, I, I don't care what anybody says, the man's the number one professional wrestler in the entire world. There's, there's nobody who can really even hold a candle to him. He just his entire history in TNA and uh, in New Japan and stuff. He's, he's always proven himself, and everybody's been like, why has he not been in the WWE yet? And obviously last year he, he finally made that transition and came and he, uh, he really took over the wrestling world in WWE. Uh, <clears throat> when I used to watch TNA, he was, he was always my favorite. He, uh, yeah, he's just, he's just amazing. His, even on the mic, which is not really his strong suit, he's really improved on in the in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I still overall as a, as a wrestler, as some of the best feuds I've ever seen, uh, probably one of the best move sets ever there's there's like no flaws in the man i i he's just number one right now for me and will probably be one of my all-time favorites Uh, i don't know what more (laughs) i don't know what more i could say that you didn't just say about him obviously probably the best pure wrestler in the business right now one of the best Um, debuts of all time too one of the biggest pops he the man gets the biggest pops you it's like on scene as in Roman Reigns' level now. Yeah, and it's just the crowd, you know, loves him face or heel, obviously. Um the what he's done to the you know, the Pele kick, mm-hmm. uh you now we've never seen a guy really put that into his move set and it's just amazing and he's done it to guys of all different sizes so far. He holds his you know, I think he's one of the best guys uh with the mic right now. Yeah. Uh and he, you know, goes, you know, toe to toe with, you know, Miz on the mic or John Cena in the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, you know, was with Jericho and he had a feud with him. And uh, I just can't wait to say, I hope, you know, I hope post mania we get him back into the title picture. Yeah, he, he where better he be. deserves to be in until they add, you know, more talent somehow into the SmackDown brand. Because mm-hmm. right now it's. You know, I doubt we're going to get Dolph back in that anytime soon, but on SmackDown, you only have really Ambrose, Styles, you know, you have Wyatt Orton, but the guys that are really, you know, the brand splits really, you know, exposed how how they aren't as deep as we may have thought because this title picture keeps to be, you know, the same revolving guys, so... And Styles is clearly the best out of all of them. So hopefully, you know, we see more of him with the belt and with some great feuds down the line. Yeah, and going back to what's it called? Actually, two years ago, me and Mike went to a uh, indie house show in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, and at the time, nobody thought who would have thought that AJ Styles would be already a, oh, a WWE champion. Uh, we saw him uh, take on this guy who had to be well over three hundred pounds, and he mm-hmm. he. St- put him in the styles clash and he nailed it and it was it's he's just for a guy his size uh to to really to be one of the number one guys in in the sport right now is is really incredible agreed yeah good old war baird hansen who yeah. now goes by war <laughs> king hansen uh of uh new wrestling check their stuff out you could you could purchase past shows you can watch clips on their social medias and on various facebook you know youtube videos uh, they have a bunch of stuff out there where 
they really bring in some good indie guys. They'll bring in, you know, at the time guys like AJ Style, who as much as I was a fan of uh, from TNA, I never thought he would come to WWE. So um, if it wasn't for our other co-host Diana again, then to cut the plug for our radio show, you know, we wouldn't have you know stopped and talked to him. Um, so that was great and. Uh, yeah, hopefully we see a nice career from uh, AJ Styles down the line. Hopefully Creative uses him uh, well because we've seen guys have no problem with uh, leaving WWE and going to you know Ring of Honor, uh, mm-hmm. TNA, Lucha on the Ground. So hopefully they book him right, you know, and hopefully we have a lot of AJ Styles, you know, phenomenal moments to come. Yeah. So you want to go on to uh, favorite all-time wrestlers or matches? Uh, wrestlers. All right. So number five for me, I have for all-time favorites is uh, Eddie Guerrero. So I mean, probably just just like Owens, but not not necessarily. He just he can about with Eddie, he can move from one character to another. He's an incredible face, and he can be such an awesome crowd pleaser. And then he can be the most ruthless heel you've ever seen. Uh, his his heel turn against uh, Rey Mysterio is probably one of my favorite moments in WWE history. He, uh, it was just, it was, while I was a kid at the time, and this was 2005, and I really didn't, you know, grasp the whole product and realize that this was fake, but, you know, well, I shouldn't say fake, it's, it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yes, scripted. (laughs) It's so real to me, damn it. Uh, yeah, he just, he always, Eddie's always been an all-time favorite of mine, and, just the matches he had, his his charisma, his humor. There was just everything about the guy was amazing, and uh, he is truly missed. And I really, really can't even imagine what would have happened if he, you know, didn't pass and what his uh, legacy in the WWE would have been. Obviously, he made himself a legacy uh, with the time he spent in the company. But uh, yeah, I, I would have loved to see what else that man would have done. So that's my number five um, for all-time favorites. Nice. And I did a lot of thinking, and I kept out some. You might be surprised that I did. <laughs> um, but uh, my number five is Y2J, baby, Chris Yay. Jericho. And uh, just going back from his ECW, WCW days, obviously mostly what first became mainstream in WCW, when they had their cruiserweight, you know, funny picturing Jericho as a cruiserweight. Um, but back in WCW, you know, just watching the clips, obviously I was too young and didn't really see these until you know more recently. But just once again, my two things: mic work and ring work. And he could show it in the ring. And obviously, you know, every, a lot of people have seen the him and Dean Malenko stuff mm-hmm. and the Man of a Thousand and One Holds <laughs> and just that that promo that segment was just awesome from Jericho. Um, and just the rivalries he's had. Another guy, you know we've been talking about could go can do the face and heal both very well um rivals the rock with like you know maybe even more catchphrases yeah um and just it's almost been nice the times when he's been you know had some time off because his returns at first are always so good whether it be you know his, you know or his debut with the clock you know the countdown to new millennium you had um when he came back and fought Orton that was I remember was big um when he came back and didn't say anything until what was it the rumble um or before right before the rumble um they're always memorable returns and uh he's I believe has 
had every belt now, not including, and I don't even know what he did in ECW, but he's won all the main WWE belts. I see multiple times now with the current U.S. champion, won that for the first time. Uh, WWE World Heavyweight, uh, uh, it's just amazing the titles they've, you know, he's won and he's had great feuds, you know, going back, you know, throughout the three promotions, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, The Rock, Triple H, obviously the first guy to win, you know, the Undisputed Championship, being a Rock and Austin the same night, um, yeah, and he's still got it, I, you know, a lot of these older guys you kind of don't want to see anymore, but it's just he keeps himself in great shape. Great promos, great moves, you know, the walls, the line saw, the cold breaker. Uh, and, yeah, he's my uh, he's my five, and I can't believe he's my number five. He's low, but there's <laughs> guys ahead of him for me, but yeah. nothing against him. No. At uh, number four, I also have Chris Jericho. Uh so I I mean you you pretty much said it all. Uh last year though when he debuted the list and he was doing his program with uh Owens oh. he really he really just revitalized himself. He was I don't, I don't want to say he was going into like obscurity but like you know when he was when he was in the feud with Dean and he was in the money in the bank uh situation and stuff it was it's not like he wasn't noticed. It was just like, eh, it's Chris Jericho. It's good to have him here, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then with the whole list and this whole thing with with uh, Owens, it's just been some of his – I to me, it's his best work ever. And, uh, yeah, just his entire history in WCW and uh, with his, his feud with uh, Michaels in 2008 and even in uh, 2003 in uh, WrestleMania 19, uh, just all, all amazing oh, stuff. There's, there's no bad – Chris Jericho stuff. How did I forget to mention that? Yeah, right. Come on. I was talking about three. <laughs> Jericho and Michaels. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so uh, Chris Jericho, number four. Um, my number four is going to be... Um, I had it, and then I was talking about Jericho, and suddenly I said in Jericho, um, I'm going to go... My number four is... <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Triple H. All right. Um, and with him, you know, he's you know been since you know early '90s, and he, for him to have to put up with the gimmicks they gave him, um, you know the the was he the Greenwich Blue Blood or the <laughs> yeah those really corny and he was like almost like a William Regal yeah, at one Hunter point Hunter Hearst Helmsley like that high exactly so and just to see him turn into the game the cerebral assassin and even um you know during when it was you know him and Michaels and the click uh Triple H was you know when they had the infamous click you know when Nash and Hall were going and they you know broke kayfabe and you know they did the thing that you know in that that live event at Madison Square Garden uh Vince you know because Michaels was the top guy he was the Cena at the time he was the Reigns at the time he wasn't gonna get punished so Triple H you know was kind of pushed into obscurity um and then to come out of that obviously with DX and then you know DX V2 when Michaels was hurt and him and Steph and then the you know is rivalry is one of the things we're doing uh 
No, no, no. If not, okay, him and Michaels, uh, I mentioned during that time, uh, was great. And once again, someone who could be the face very well and could be the heel very well. And to see all the different forms of Triple H, you know, uh, now with the authority and then going back to evolution. Um, how many other guys can you say were in two very, you know, notable, successful, and just entertaining factions like, you know, DX? You know, two versions of DX, and maybe if you want to throw in a third one during their more recent run, one, and to have the evolution, um, and now may have a, a third stable. Not no one has done stable work like he has, and obviously, you know, like the other guys, what belt hasn't he won? He's definitely mm-hmm. won all the major tag team, IC, and it's so weird now how to separate WWE World Heavyweight, and now it's Universal. How to you know what's the difference? Are they separate? Uh, it's so confusing now. But he's won you know WWE and World Heavyweight Championship, um, and you know th- this kind of adds to it. He's built the way of the future. You know with NXT. You know he's brought in guys like Owens and Zayn, and I'm sure he had a lot to do with bringing in Styles and you can go on and on. Uh, and obviously the pedigree, um, an original finisher. Um, Wish, kind of wish, I didn't mention this with Seth, but kind of was hoping he'd go back to maybe not the curb stuff, but maybe create his own finisher. Because I'm a yeah. guy who just loves, you know, I guess is the mark in me, but yeah, I agree. Gives an iconic finisher away, like what they've done with the super kick, and now people use that mm-hmm. like Dolph. But the pedigree, you know, is iconic, um, and just uh, what more can you say about the game, Cerebral Assassin, the creator Triple H? <laughs> I see it was hard for me. I really wanted to put Triple H on my list, but I I got a I got Ooh. a spoiler. He's not even on there. Wow. I know, right? He's I I mean I'm not taking anything away from the guy, but I I don't know. Oh, of course, compared not. to the other guys that I have on the list, he just he just didn't he I can't consider him an all time favorite in the top five. I hate to say, um, <clears throat> but number three, I'm curious if you even have him on your list, but uh, Mr. Pepsi Tattoo himself. <laughs> Uh, we got CM Punk. So before you go into that, yeah. I'll just mention that I had a rotating. I probably had ten guys that I kept rotating. Yeah, I know it's it's hard. I can't even say that Triple H isn't in the top five. It's like I guarantee he's yeah. gonna do something in a few weeks. I mean, this this feud that he has with Seth Rollins right now is amazing, and it might change yeah. my my view on some of these guys. But yeah, for right now, I'm gonna go with CM Punk as number three. Uh, so back in whenever ECW was revived and they had it on sci-fi or whatever network it was on at the time i watched every single week and cm punk was was probably one of the coolest guys to me as a young kid and uh i loved his his stuff in ecw i didn't even everybody shits on ecw back then but i thought it was it was fairly good up until they uh you know made wwe hd and you know they that whole big change and they were doing it it, it, you you know what i'm talking about uh but yeah cm punk when he finally uh transition to uh wwe raw and he won the money in the bank two years in a row one of my favorite cash-ins ever when he did it on edge was was just so good mm-hmm. i i did not see that coming whatsoever and it was uh an awesome awesome moment there his his program with uh john cena and the pipe bomb there's there's just i he's arguably one of the top three on the mic ever uh his what i have to oh, yeah. say his commentary right before the whole uh pipe bomb stuff was was some of my favorite work from him as well. He's oh, the guy is so amazing. funny. He's uh, awesome in the ring. 
the GTS, one of my favorite finishers ever. Uh, yeah. Awesome feuds. Awesome charisma. Well, I can't even say charisma. He's yep. just, he's just so brash. He's so cocky. He's so he was just so good. And yeah, I uh, he's he's number three for me. His his feuds, his his character, his his just everything. Number three. Uh, so yeah, this is where it's just so tough. I know it's. Um, <laughs> so, I've had Jericho, I've had Triple H, and now I have three left. And my number three is going to be. Uh, you got five seconds. The go. Rock. The Rock. <laughs> All right. And it's crazy, I you know. Um, but. He was one of those guys that I remember before I really became a big wrestling fan. Just remember watching on TV because he was even before he became like a movie star, and uh, uh, so he was like the, you know, he was like Hogan in a sense. But I remember going to family outings with you know uncles talking about The Rock, and they weren't even wrestling fans. So, mm. but just going back to you know, just what. I'm sure he's on your list too, so I'll try not to take too much from what you have prepared. Eh, uh, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, but you know, obviously in ring, uh, maybe not. You know, doesn't maybe you want to call him a pure wrestler, but you know, he's still, you know, very good. He was a very good wrestler, and I'm sure when next time you see him in the ring, he'll still be good because uh, he could do the rack bottom, the people's elbow, Samoan Samoan drop. Uh, when he was doing the sharpshooter, you know. You know he he is one of the best wrestlers of all time, and obviously you know if not the best talker of all time, mm-hmm. uh, in the business. You know, like I said, him and Jericho with catchphrases. I don't know what how many more people can get up to their level with you know just classic classic lines, um, and just feuds. Um, but I haven't really mentioned that in this, but uh, feuds with obviously Austin, uh, Triple H, The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, um, titles. You know. Tag team, IC, WWE World Champ, World Heavyweight Championship, um, and just there's you know he's had some you know stinkers of segments and rivalries, but you know when he came back when it was a huge surprise when his infamous I call it infamous because of how hypocritical it turned out to be when he you know he when he came home or I am home um, and I wanted to go back to Hollywood, but that shock was great and I remember it went over 11 o'clock, past 11 o'clock the Raw GM was still the computer and I remember him making fun of Cole you know, so don't you, I forgot exactly but just that moment and stuff was great you know, so once like Jericho his returns are always awesome, especially when it's a surprise mm-hmm. and even when you know it's coming, you know it's going to be awesome more, you know, 98% of the time you're going to get an awesome memorable rock you know, I even when he came out to help Eugene when, you know, coach is making fun of him and that's, you know, you know, you don't see that segment that much anymore, but that was awesome. So just, you know, wrestler in ring on the mic, you know, slogans, you know, lines, just he's my number three. Nice. For number two, I've got... With the best friggin grunt i've ever heard in my life uh the undertaker's number two for me uh it's 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 so hard because like there's so many good guys i i want to have rock yep. on my top five i want to have uh, uh, uh 
what's the name Triple H on mine, but number two with Undertaker, he he was such a big part of uh, SmackDown when he came back as the Dead Man. When I when I first mm-hmm. got into wrestling, the Undertaker wasn't even wasn't even there because he Dead was man. yeah he was <laughs> he I I never got to to really live that the uh, the Same. Dead Man Inc character and stuff because. Uh, by the time I started watching, I'm pretty sure the whole uh, Survivor Series match between him and uh, oh, Vince so happened, so he was dead. <laughs> oh, so you came in. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha, that's gotcha. that's uh, yeah. So that <laughs> I I was introduced to Undertaker WrestleMania 20. I went over to a friend's house and I watched it with him, and I didn't know who he was, but he he was really obviously he's the dead man. He's the phenom. He's one of the greatest ever. And he uh, he stood out to me, and I loved his SmackDown run uh, with the world title with Edge and uh, all of that. He's had arguably the best match of all time with uh, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. He's on the mic. He's amazing. In the ring, he's amazing. He's, yeah, I mean, he's the dead man. What else is there to say about him? He's number two for me. He has some of the best moments in WWE history that stand out to me, and the... Uh, some of the stuff that I've seen from him back in the day, it, I I did get to watch, you know, on the WWE Network and through DVDs when I was younger, the Dead Man's Inc. stuff and uh, mm-hmm. American Badass and all that. And, uh, yeah, he's just number two for me. Um, And surprisingly, Taker is not on mine. Wow, see? Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let me see if this soundbite works. <laughs> Did you hear any of no, that? No, I didn't hear anything. So I don't know if that'll... I don't, yeah, your mic might have picked it up. I don't know. Uh, my number two is Shawn Michaels. Uh, HBK, hey. showstopper, Mr. WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, we talked about beginnings, and he started out, you know, with a popular, maybe not that successful in regards of wins and titles, but the Rockers. Um, and uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, you know, post, you know, once he turned on Janetti, that's what started it all. And he's really, you know... Despite a little, you know, personal stuff where he left and injuries, you know, he's never really, you know, had a bad, you know, uh, persona or time at the WWE. Everything he's been in and has done has been enjoyable. You know, I've talked about when I was with Triple H or DX and then um, just he was even before that and kind of during, you know, him versus Brett, one of the greatest rivalries of all time. You had, you mm-hmm. know, the royal rumble wins you know the more iconic moment where he held you know kept uh you know kept in and survived being eliminated um holding on and just pure athleticism he's one of those just great pure wrestlers maybe not known for like submission and like wrestling holds but the way he could move in the ring go off the top rope and you know while he was there no one else did the super kick and now more and more people Used the super kick and just yeah, seemed everybody. like when he was in his prime, there was only the sweet chin music. You'd have people use it every now and then, but not as a finisher. Um, and to, you know, take, you know, he did borrow, but this is, you know, a time where I'll say it really didn't, you know, bother me where he was using the 
high elbow from Savage because at the time he also did have you know the super kick. So yeah, um, and and also he he had his own spin on it. It wasn't the whole you know sticking his fingers into exactly. the air and he exactly. he had such grace about it. He he moved so well. Yeah, um, and just feuds part uh, Stone Cold uh, eventually turning into Triple H, and you know I've been rewatching. Uh, the network going back, you know, starting at O two, and you know, you know, he became the leader of the NWO, and obviously it wasn't as good. I wish that was just a completely different named faction, because yeah. you know, take away it being you know the NWO name, it had some great moments. You know, when he was trip on Kevin Nash announced he was a member of them, and then when he turned on kicking out, you know, Booker T. Uh, that was great, and then obviously, you know, once again, one of my favorite rivalries, Triple H for Shawn Michaels. Um, that feud, some people say, may have lasted too long, but I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, <laughs> they just, you could see, maybe because they've been such great friends and they've been through so much in and outside, you know, in front of behind and behind the camera. Uh, just every time they were in the ring during that feud, I just thought it was awesome. Um, and you, you know, him versus Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Him, Benoit, Triple H, you know, part of that rivalry at WrestleMania 20. You mentioned, you know, him and Kurt. Um, just, uh, and funny, another guy like The Rock where mm-hmm. I've never not liked any of his segments, you know, 98% of the time. Um, and Did you like his DX been... stuff with uh, Triple H the second time around? Oh, of course. You know, it was the Mark and me just type of that. Yeah, DX me too. Back, but that stuff was never too cheesy because it was them. And, they worked it off so well. Once again, they have great their their friendship created such a great chemistry, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, I texted you last night watching Raw when you know seeing that Triple uh, Shawn Michaels was there. Why would Shawn Michaels go all the way to Detroit? Triple H must be there. One and especially when you know Foley and stuff brought up Triple H. I'm like, Triple H is there. So just their friendship and Shawn's the uh, uh, one of you know, the good handful of wrestlers I've had the privilege and honor of meeting this past uh, um, uh, October, November. Uh, I met him at a con, and he was so great. It was nice to just talk to him and uh, to be right, you know, to have him there, to get to shake his hand. Uh, it was just awesome. Um, and, you know, adding titles, you know, to this resume criteria for this list, you know, He's won them all multiple times, I think, other than U.S. And I haven't really been factoring the European title because that was before and I really into it. So I can't name, you know, I don't know the lineage of that title. But he's hmm. been a tag team champ uh, with multiple guys. He's been the IC champ, you know, him versus Scott Hall, you know, the first ever ladder match. And obviously he's been um, the world champion. So, um I said because he's made comments that he thinks wrestling is behind him. He doesn't really want to get in, you know, wrestle anymore. But you know, at the same time, he doesn't really need to. And yeah, he's my number two. Awesome. And number one, I'm pretty sure we're gonna say the same thing, but I could be totally wrong. But uh, I got Kurt Angle's number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle, the most like. Next to Lesnar, the most legitimate wrestler in the entire world ever, won the Olympic gold oh, yeah. medal, came into WWE. They say all anybody that's in the higher ups, like Vince and Triple H and whoever, they've all said that he 
learned how to become a professional wrestler and take that transition from being a, a legit mat wrestler and Olympian. And just he learned it the fastest and obviously excelled at it incredibly. Uh, his his mic work, he's he's intense, he's funny. Everything about him that he does on the mic, he was just starting off as as a in the WWE. He he never knew anything about this sport and he never followed it. And all of a sudden, he's this he's one of the top guys and he wins the WWE uh, well WWF title in like his first year. And uh, yeah, he's he's just had so many good matches. When it comes to wrestlers, AJ's definitely gonna be on this list one day. But Kurt Angle is the yeah. best wrestler of all time. Yep. Any out of anybody, he's I his his character, his his uh, his face run against. Uh, no wait, what am I talking about? His his heel stuff's amazing. Him him against uh, Sean probably. You know, oh the, yeah, some of the he, any match that he was in, it was good. His stuff against Benoit, his stuff against Eddie, that was all like the, you know, that was like the prime time that I was watching it, and he really made me fall in love with the product as well. Uh, Kurt Angle, I mean, he's coming back to WWE, and I know, I know he's gonna really make an impact, and I think he's gonna, uh, compared to all these other part-time guys, he's really gonna like sweep the floor with them. And uh, yeah, oh yeah, Kurt Angle number one. Ever. Number one, and he, he says he has matches, not just a match. He says he has matches left in him. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, you know, you know, he was part of the reason that kept me, you know, brought me into it. You know, when I first would see bits and pieces segments as a kid, you know, what in the nineties, and then two thousand three, him and Brock, and just him and Team Angle. He, you know to have those two guys that have him as a mentor like you can't ask for anyone more and the, both guys who were great uh collegiate and you know mm-hmm. uh wrestlers yeah, before legitimate. wwe uh and to pair him with arguably the you know not arguably the greatest you know pure wrestler wrestler ever in the wwe um and just yeah once again he could be a great you know heel and or face uh he's just amazing uh everything he's done um, you know him versus Triple H and the love triangle with Stephanie. Uh, him versus Lesnar, you know, probably one of my is my favorite rivalry. Hmm. Um, and you know, even when they were both, it was that mid period before Brock won that just I hated that face that heel turn. But when Kurt Angle just came back, Brock was the champ in the middle of you know those like. Uh, that feud when they had that I'll never forget the backstage competition with push ups and milk drinking and just they were just great <laughs> yeah, they were. and you could tell th- those two have such great chemistry together Wrestlemania 19 is you know my favorite Wrestlemania just you know there you can I can say that just you know on top of everything else that's great about it just their match alone sells that for me um, and then Angle is never afraid to take a big bump you know Moonsaw off the cage that time um, you know back in uh uh, when it was on Raw, I think like 2001, 2002, um, I think he was aiming for Benoit, and Benoit moved and he missed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just he's never seemed like he's had a bad you know feud. Uh, he's wrestled, he's you know Benoit and Jericho, and just the list goes on. And for us to be able, you know, we both met him. Um, 
what two weeks ago at the uh, NEW event, yeah. and to be able to tell him for me that he, him and Brock was my favorite rivalry. You know but that I loved WrestleMania 19. That's my favorite WrestleMania, and uh, seemed like such a uh, humble, very quiet, almost. You know, yeah, that's what surprised me. He was kind of quiet. I know he's been on you know busy run. You know, he was at headquarters that day for Corey Graves, but he was just so you know once again like Sean and honor to meet him. And just to see, you know, look at his past matches and moments, the Milkomania running wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, you know, and I just, you know, finished watching, you know, why he went bald in WWE was a hair versus hair match with Edge. And right, right, right. Him versus Edge was a great rivalry. You know, when he was on that, when he was on SmackDown, you know, from 02 to, you know, 05, he had great matches with the, uh, Eddie and Rey Mysterio and Edge and Cena, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, Big Show, you know, him versus, you know, the, you know, Team Angle or the world's greatest tag team. He just, I can't think of any times when I was not, you know, entertained by Kurt Angle. Yeah, totally. Uh, greatest, greatest pure wrestler ever and one of the best on the mics and so happy he's, you know, they're bringing, they've been able to come to, you know, an agreement to bring him back because, we don't know exactly what happened, but either him, you know, Triple H didn't want him back, rumored, or Vince, who knows what. But now all that's behind. You know, he did his stuff in TNA. He did his indie stuff with Cody. You know, we got to see him first. Cody Rhodes in a match which was amazing to see him in person wrestle. But now he's mm-hmm. back, and I can't wait to see where they go with him. Hopefully he's got, like he says, matches left. Yeah. It's number one for the both of us. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, uh, so you want to move on to greatest matches of all time? Uh, damn, we're going on over an yes. hour, nice. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, I, I picked it down to just one, and is that what we were going to do? Really? Favorite match of all time? Yeah. Okay. Do, do yeah. you have, do you have any that you could just, like, list off? Because I, I have five, yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about all of them. Yeah, how about instead of, like, ranking them, we'll just, you know, kind of almost, like, say them quick, um, and maybe some thoughts after, but... Yeah. And I've already mentioned some of them, um, I'm just gonna go with five, uh, Angle, Lesnar, WrestleMania 19, um, uh, Angle, Benoit, Royal Rumble, 2003, mm-hmm. uh, you have, uh... Triple H and Shawn Michaels on that Raw, I can't remember... It was definitely it was oh during oh three it was the main event, and uh, I remember just bish it just the match wouldn't end. Um, it was the main event for the title. Triple H won. Um, I wish I could remember uh, more about it. I'm gonna have to do some more research on that. But yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about <laughs> for the title. Um, and they put on just an unbelievable match, mm. uh, and to, for it to be on Raw was amazing. Um, Triple uh, CM Punk versus John Cena on Raw mm. when Cena cashed in and failed, but just that match you saw. Yeah. Uh, Punk do the um, pile driver <laughs> and Cena attempt at a uh, Hurricanrana. Yeah. Um, but that that was a good one for me. That's one of my top favorite matches. Um, I'm putting this up. You know, just quickly name a few others: Hogan, Vince, Street Fight, WrestleMania 19. Um, they both at their ages at the time took 
huge bumps through tables going off ladders you had Roddy Roddy Piper come back um, uh, and yeah that's just a good chunk uh, for me hmm all right, I'll I'll go with my top five. It'll I'll, I'll be quick though. So uh, number five, triple threat at WrestleMania 20, the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily the best match ever, but this it's all opinionated. Uh, yeah. Probably I think honestly the reason that I loved it so much is I I love emotional stuff in the WWE. I love it when mm-hmm. a wrestler works so hard and then they finally get the title and they they just like can't contain it. When Benoit won and he's just weeping in the ring and Eddie comes out and those two men end off the show and there's the confetti and they both have the the top titles in the company it's just such a like a chilling moment and to look back at it now is even more chilling uh but yeah an awesome match and an awesome moment uh number four Brock Cena and Seth the Royal Rumble 2015 Mm. awesome match Uh, I mean I, I won't really go into it it's awesome uh I have uh, Punk and Cena at Money in the Bank, not the Raw one, although the Raw match was awesome. But again, I, I love emotional moments. I love uh, when the when the crowd is so into it and that pop that Punk got when he walked into the ring in oh, Chicago yeah. and he won the title and he <laughs> left through the stands. It was just one of the most amazing things. Uh, that whole The whole lead-up to the match was incredible with the with the promo and the, the pipe bomb. And, yeah, just going into that match, the stipulation that if Cena lost, he was fired and just all this other stuff, it, would, it just made it amazing. Number two, again, opinionated. It was a good match. It, it would not even be close to be considered one of the best matches of all time. But for me, I went to WrestleMania 29, and number two is Punk versus Taker for me. Probably one of the coolest spots I've ever seen. Punk hits uh, Taker with the GTS and... Undertaker picks him up right away and hits him with the tombstone, and everybody in the place went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing that live was amazing to see. Oh yeah, I'm, to I'm, see Taker yeah. his last win before the streak was broken. It was just an awesome moment, and uh, it was it was a really great match. Again, it's not one of the best of all time, but it was an awesome match, and I it's it's number two for me. And number one, uh, Angle Sean at uh, WrestleMania 21. Oh, yeah. The 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 build up from Royal Rumble all the way to WrestleMania was awesome. The sexy Kurt stuff, the <laughs> the uh I I just love the moment at the Royal Rumble when uh Sean eliminates Kurt and then he Kurt freaks out and eliminates him and he's just Sean's all bloody and he's doing the ankle lock on the steel steps and stuff. It's just such yep. an awesome awesome build to that match, a interpromotional match from Raw and SmackDown. Just I love seeing yep. that type of stuff with the brand split and how yep. Uh, <clears throat> what's it called? When when one guy from one brand's facing another guy from another oh, yeah. brand because it's yeah. like you know uncharted territory and nobody ever sees that exactly. Um, but yeah, and of course, I mean it's the Mr. WrestleMania versus the greatest Matt wrestler of all time, and it was just yeah, it's spectacle and it was awesome, and it's my number one that, match ever. And that also led to like the first time we ever saw a reintroduction of Marty Jannetty, like the first and that time too, yeah, brought back in years. Um. So yeah, obviously that's a great list of matches. I don't see how anyone could, you know, argue against those. Yeah. Alrighty. So what else is there? Um, I, I can't think of much more left. I think uh, this has been a good uh, episode to introduce. You know, hopefully, uh, regular viewers to our listeners to our podcast. Yeah. You know, t- we talked about you know what got us in the wrestling, what's kept us in wrestling, why we watch wrestling. Um, and uh, I can't think of any more ways to try to entice these people except if uh, you want a fun uh, weekly uh, wrestling uh, 
Bass themed podcast to listen to to get your recap on Raw, SmackDown, some NXT, uh, a little bit of even Tina, <laughs> even and just some One fun little network. segments we have planned. Um, yeah, I definitely hope uh, this launches something nice and happy. We got to, you know, experiment with this and hopefully it goes well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to actually before we we end this off, you want to make a quick bold prediction for SmackDown if if you have one. If not, I'll, I'll... bold. Because tonight it's so, it's, open... so today's March fourteenth. Uh, tonight's SmackDown, yeah. So if you want to give a bold prediction for so, just something that's going to happen. Um, um, this might not count, but I think it's pretty bold because they barely booked them. Um, but I think we're gonna definitely have. We're going to find out what American Alpha is doing for Mania tonight. And I say bold because they barely used them. Yeah, they weren't I mean, even on last week. One would week. believe that. It lasts two weeks. Really? Wow. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, they have handled this so poorly. And one would, you know, short-minded person not even, you know, thinking of WrestleMania SmackDown card, uh, not even think of the tag team title picture. So I think tonight we're finally going to see... It's probably going to be the Osho, the Osos, the <laughs> Usos, um, but since we haven't seen or heard about them in a few weeks, I think we're going to find out uh, what the tag team titles on SmackDown um, are going to look like, or what the tag team title picture for SmackDown is going to look like going into Mania, officially. Yeah, okay. Uh, quick, bold prediction that I have, I guess, well, I mean, I can't even say that it's bold, it's obviously coming, that we'll, uh, we'll get the announcement that Shane versus AJ is going to happen at uh, Mania. I must said that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I'm praying that uh, <clears throat> that there's a stipulation added to the match that if AJ wins, he gets added to the main event at, uh, at WrestleMania against Bray and Randy. We can only hope. Only hope. That's, that's, <laughs> that's actually the, bo- the bold prediction for it. Yeah, if that counts, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Although it's unlikely. All right. Awesome. Well, this was fun, and uh, so you're going to try to get this up uh, in a few hours. Is that is that the plan? Or yeah. So okay, I'll I'll just, I only just sti- I'll, okay. yeah I'll do some plugs. So uh, please like us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can there's a group and there's a like page which you can join. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> we have a YouTube page. This is where this will be going up. I'm currently working on trying to get us on iTunes. It's a little bit of a complicated process, but I'll definitely get it uh, up and going eventually. But for now, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube at uh, uh, Conflicting Views Wrestling. On on all platforms, it's Conflicting Views Wrestling. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, once again, for those who have listened to us in the last the hour and... 12 minutes um thank you and hopefully we uh have you guys invested in on a weekly basis and keep tuning in to conflicted views we are the voices for the people who shouldn't be voiced (laughs) take it easy everyone